Pronunciation Pro. Hello again. In this episode, I am going to share with you the audio from one of my videos from the Pronunciation Pro online training course. This video is one that is part of my 12 module course and it focuses on intonation. So American English intonation. And in this recording, I share with you all of the rules that go along with intonation. Now, intonation is really interesting. There is so much to intonation in American English and so much that can be lost when you don't understand intonation both in the way you use it in your own speech and the way you understand it from others. So this is a very, very important part of English rhythm that you need to understand and you need to learn to use so that you can speak American English with clarity and confidence. So here you go. I hope you can learn from this video and apply it in your lives right away. We are going to talk about another skill that will help you use the correct rhythm of American English. Using the correct rhythm is a key part of speaking any language. It's not just about saying all the correct sounds of a language, but we need to understand how a language is supposed to flow. If you learn how to use the correct rhythm of English, you will find that your listener will easily follow what you're saying. The skill we are going to learn and practice today is intonation. Intonation is the use of pitch, and pitch is the rising and lowering of your voice. Intonation is often called the music or melody of speech. So think of it in terms of singing. When you sing, your voice goes higher for the high notes and lower for the low notes. I demonstrate, but I'm not a very good singer. In English, we do the same thing with our voice while we are speaking. We can go high in our pitch or we can go low. Did you hear the pitch change in my voice when I said that sentence? I'll say it again. We can go high in our pitch or we can go low. Hopefully you can hear that pitch change. Sometimes the pitch changes in English, like a wave pattern or a roller coaster, as it goes up and down and up and down. I've heard people imitate English speakers by saying da 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 da. This is actually a pretty good imitation because they are imitating what they are imitating is the intonation pattern of English. Now, it needs to be said that there is a lot of overlap when it comes to intonation and sentence stress. Both intonation and sentence stress help to create that recognizable wave pattern of English. Intonation and sentence stress both involve using different pitch levels in your voice to affect the meaning. Intonation, however, has its own unique set of rules. In some languages, like Mandarin, a change in pitch indicates a different vocabulary word. But in English, the main job of intonation is to express the mood, emotion, or intent of the message. Most of all, intonation tells us the meaning of the message. I'm going to say that again. Intonation tells us the meaning of the message. 
A common saying in English is, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. This means that the words you use are important, but it's the way you say the words that really expresses the meaning. This is where you might get into trouble when you are speaking English. You might not be listening for those changes in intonation that other English speakers use, which makes you miss the true meaning of a message. So again, if you're not listening for the intonation, you might miss the entire meaning. Another problem is that if you don't understand how to use intonation correctly, it makes it much harder for native English speakers to understand the true meaning of your message. Every word, every idea, every message spoken in English is affected by the intonation that is used. The tricky part is that the intonation is not written anywhere in the sentence. One written sentence could mean several different things depending on the intonation used. So let's do an example so you can hear what I mean. He called me last night. I can say it as a statement of fact. He called me last night. I can say it as a question. He called me last night. I can say it like I'm extremely annoyed by this information. He called me last night. Or I can say it as if I'm surprised. He called me last night. I could keep giving examples of ways to change the intonation and meaning of one simple sentence like this. Now don't get overwhelmed by this idea. Yes, there are a lot of ways to change the meaning of a sentence through your intonation. It might seem like a lot to understand right now, but be patient with yourself. We will start with the basics and work our way through the rules of intonation. We'll practice together and eventually you will understand how to use intonation correctly. The rules of intonation are rather loose. It's difficult to measure because it's emotionally based. There are some rules that we'll go over that show you how to use it, but it's not like the more rigid rules of English grammar. Intonation depends on the speaker and the emotion the speaker wants to share with the audience. Let's cover some of the more predictable rules of intonation and then we can learn and practice the not-so-definite rules. The first rule is falling intonation. Falling intonation is when the pitch jumps slightly and then falls on the last word of the sentence. This happens in sentences that are commands, statements, and WH questions. For example, falling intonation in a command sounds like this. Go sit down. Come over here. Eat your food. Do you hear that falling pitch at the end? Falling intonation in statements sounds like this. Her boyfriend came to dinner. I'm six feet tall. Those strawberries are for dessert. Dessert, dessert. Do you hear that falling intonation at the end? Falling intonation also happens in WH questions. WH questions are questions that start with the words who, what, where, when, 
why, and how. Examples of falling intonation in WH questions sounds like this. What's your name? How long have you worked here? Where did you go on vacation? Vacation, vacation. Do you hear that, that slight rise and fall at the end? Now I want you to try. I'll say these sentences or questions and I want you to say them using the same falling intonation. Number one, how many people are coming? How many people are coming? Number two, come home right now. Come home right now. Number three, where do you want to meet? Where do you want to meet? Number four, this pasta tastes delicious. This pasta tastes delicious. Number five, why do you want to know? Why do you want to know? Number six, I've been working out every day. I've been working out every day. Number seven, that book was so interesting. That book was so interesting. Number eight, when do you start your new job? When do you start your new job? Number nine, sit next to the window. Sit next to the window. And number 10, we had a great time at the game. We had a great time at the game. Now let's talk about the second rule of intonation, rising intonation. Rising intonation is when the pitch falls slightly then jumps up on the last word in a sentence. This happens in a yes or no question or a statement of surprise or disbelief. Rising intonation in a yes or no question sounds like this. Is he on his way? Do you hear that, that rise in your intonation? Is he on his way? Is the play on Friday? Is the play on Friday? Do we want to sit here? Do we want to sit here? Rising intonation in a statement of surprise or disbelief sounds like this. You got an A on your test? You got an A on your test? You're having a baby? You're having a baby? He broke his leg? He broke his leg? Okay, now it's your turn to try. Repeat these sentences after me. Use the same rhythm as well as the rising intonation at the end of the sentence. Number one, are you coming tonight? 
Are you coming tonight? Number two, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Number three, can you get the tickets? Can you get the tickets? Number four, he kissed you? He kissed you? And number five, my car's gone? My car's gone? Very nice. All right, the third rule is choice intonation. Choice intonation is when your pitch rises on the first choice and falls on the second choice. This happens on questions with an or choice and statements with and. Choice intonation for an or choice would sound like this. Do you want one or two donuts? Would you prefer beef or chicken? Is it good or bad? Choice intonation for a statement with and would sound like this. There is dirt and oil all over my carport. You hear that? There is dirt and oil all over my carport. I found a nickel and a dime on the ground. Chips and salsa are my favorite snack. Now let's try a few of these sentences with choice intonation together. Repeat after me. Number one, would you like coffee or tea? Number two, do you prefer action or romance movies? Number three, can I get you a soup or a salad? Number four, feel free to sit and relax. And number five, I am sick and tired of your complaining. The fourth rule of intonation is list intonation. In list intonation, your pitch will rise on the, every item of the list except for the last item. On the last item of the list, your intonation will fall. Here are a few examples of list intonation. I'm taking my swimsuit, goggles, and a towel to the pool. Did you hear that? I'm taking my swimsuit, goggles, and a towel to the pool. He always orders a taco, an enchilada, a burrito, and a soda. This year, my wife tra traveled to Italy, Australia, China, Mexico, and India. Okay, good. Let's practice a few of these together. Repeat after me. Number one, do you like baseball, soccer, football, or tennis? Number two, should we invite Kim, Tom, or Ted? Number three, 
I like to bring paper, pencils, pens, folders, and my laptop. Number four, he is driving through France, Spain, and Italy. And number five, do you want ice cream, soda, chips, or pretzel? Good. All right, the fifth rule of intonation is double rise intonation. Double rise intonation happens in questions with an and in it. The intonation will rise on both of the items mentioned with the and. So listen for the double rise in intonation in these examples. Number one, would you like ice cream and cake? Did you hear that? Ice cream and cake. Number two, can I get you any salt and pepper? Number three, do you want sugar and cream in your coffee? Do you hear how that, that was a double rise? Do you want sugar and cream? So those two options go up. The intonation goes up. Now let's practice a few together. Repeat after me. Number one, are you feeling stressed and angry? Number two, will you invite Sam and John to the lunch? Number three, can I treat you to dinner and dessert? Number four, can you make it to the meeting on Tuesday and Thursday? And number five, do you want toast and eggs for breakfast? Great job. Those are the definite rules of intonation. Now let's talk about the more flexible parts of intonation. There are two main variations on intonation. These are number one, personality, and two, emotion. Intonation is necessary in English, no matter what your personality might be. However, the levels of intonation or pitch depend heavily on the personality of the speaker. Generally, you could classify personalities by pitch levels in this way. If you have a low pitch to your voice without a lot of change in your pitch, I might assume you have a very reserved personality. If you had a, have a mid-range pitch to your voice, some high pitch, some low pitch to your voice, I would get the feeling that you're friendly and confident. If you had a high pitch to your voice, I would assume you have a very outgoing or exciting personality. So let's look at a simple introduction to demonstrate these three levels. Okay, for example, a low pitch. Hi, my name is Annie. Okay, so that's a very low pitch. It's, I would assume that that person has a relatively reserved personality. Now let's do a mid-range pitch. Hi, my name is Annie. Okay, so that gives the feeling of friendly and confident. 
And now for the high-pitched intonation. Hi, my name is Annie. Okay, do you hear how that pitch really rose? For that, I would assume that that person has a very outgoing personality. The other variation of intonation is emotion. The level of emotion of a situation can change the pitch level of a speaker. The more emotional a situation is, the higher the pitch tends to be. When a situation is intense, then the volume and pitch of your voice tends to increase. For example, if a person were very upset because she's missing her laptop, it would sound like this. Where's my laptop? I left it right here. I think someone stole it. Okay, did you hear that high pitch to my voice? Now you try. Repeat after me. Where's my laptop? I left it right here. I think someone stole it. When someone is sad, their pitch tends to increase as well. It would sound something like this. I can't believe you're moving. I'm going to miss you so much. Okay, now it's your turn. Pretend you're very sad and repeat after me. I can't believe you're moving. I'm going to miss you so much. Excellent. Your voice is important and needs to be heard. If you're ready to speak English clearly and with greater confidence, I invite you to join me at pronunciationpro.com.